Hello and welcome to Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome! On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. Now, this week we are coming back. Since I went to Comic-Con last week, uh, Mike, I'm, I apologize for you being stuck <laughs> in Kentucky and missing out on the 130,000 crowded people. I wouldn't want to waste the money. Uh, you know what? It actually wasn't too bad. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about all of this with Comic-Con today. Uh I actually had a good time. My wife and I had a good time. A couple of things I want to note with this. Uh, the smells were not as bad this year. <laughs> That's a big one. So I guess everybody listened to our pre-show. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, it was not as crowded either. I mean, it was. there were people. Don't get me wrong. There were a lot of people, but the floor was manageable. Uh, they've actually, they had actually started routing people around a little bit better. Security still has security was still kind of a dick to some people, but uh, you know for the most part it was actually really a pretty good con this year. Uh, there wasn't as much. I mean, it was all a lot of it was focused on everybody trying to get in and see the movie studio stuff, which happens every year. Uh, I know Thursday morning the big thing everybody was waiting in line for was to see the Hunger Games. Good God, the sad thing. After that was Doctor Who, <laughs> and you could walk right into Hall H, which shocked the hell out of me for Doctor Who. It's it's British television. I know a lot of people here in America love Doctor Who. I am not one of them at all. I've seen maybe between the 2005 series to whenever now is, I've seen one episode of each of the current Doctors or each of the Doctors that have been in the 2005 television series, and I just... I just don't get it. Yeah, it's... Doctor Who is not for me at all. Yeah, it's not for everybody, and I understand that. But there is a huge, huge following <clears throat> in the world of geekdom for Doctor Who. So I don't understand yeah. why there was, like, nobody there for it. Maybe the Daleks kidnapped everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. They had an invasion of planet Earth. Uh, there were some other interesting things that happened. Uh during the Star Wars panel, Lucasfilm came out and they had Mark Hamill, they had Carrie Fisher, they had Harrison Ford all up on stage. Harrison Ford, if you've seen Facebook around the time, <laughs> they did the kiss, they did the whole I love you, I know thing and relived it on stage. Mark Hamill is kind of doing his whole Joker grin behind them and he's like <laughs> standing behind them, they're kissing on stage. So it was kind of a hilarious little moment there. The bitch of that was, is that as soon as everybody left, because what happened is that they had a surprise concert that was going on right behind the convention center. Mm -hmm. uh, typically every year they have Humphreys by the Bay that will come out and they'll have a concert that they'll play. Mm -hmm. And in previous years, it's been things like uh, they did the theme, they did all these movie theme songs. Like they had the John Williams, a tribute to John Williams orchestra, you know, um, they, they did Star Wars, they did the Superman theme song, they did the Raiders theme song, and all these different movie theme songs that all of us will recognize. And they had that playing in past years. Well, this year, instead, they pulled everybody who was in Hall H and they said, come with us, you're all invited to go see a Star Wars concert. <laughs> and they had everybody there at the concert. They brought everybody up on stage, you know, 
again, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and all them were playing at the concert at the Humphreys behind the Humphreys by the Bay behind the stadium behind the convention center. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking nuts. Well, <laughs> problem with this is that because everybody went and left to go to the concert, Kevin Smith's panel, which was immediately following, had like a quarter of the house. <laughs> a quarter of Hall H. So, you know, about a thousand people, maybe. <laughs> and he almost he almost said, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna cancel this. He almost didn't go on with his panel. And he kind of went on with, with yoga hosers and I unfortunately I really wish I'd stuck around, but that panel didn't start until seven fifteen, and my wife was bitching. She was tired. Yeah. I, I I would rather have stayed at the Star Wars concert than see Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can sneak. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Kevin Smith's body of work, but the man, and to his credit, he is a marketing genius for his you know himself and his, himself and his brand, but. The man is literally everywhere. I just saw a, a post on Facebook that he's going to be here in Louisville, Kentucky at Fandom Fest this year. Him and him and Jay with Jay and Silent Bob get old. So for me, as someone who has never been to San Diego Comic-Con, if I went this year, I would have stayed and watched the entire Star Wars concert rather than see Kevin Smith because I can throw a fucking stone and hit the man in the fucking face anywhere in the United States the rest of the fucking year. Like, Kevin Smith at Comic-Con is the, it's like, why? Yeah. Seriously, like, it's it's kind of like what I mentioned in the pre-show. Why is um, HGTV, or why is whatever, you know, there was something in the pre-show I mentioned. Why are they even there? You know, and it's, Kevin Smith is the same thing. I get, if it was something super special he was doing, and not just Jay and Silent Bob get old, or whatever the hell he was going to, if it was something special, if it was like, a screening for Clerks 3 or a screening for Mallrats 2, which I know neither one of them have done yet, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, something special. Don't just... Kevin Smith, if you want to show up to Comic-Con everywhere, every year and, you know, have you know have your geek flag fly, fine, do that. Be a fan. Don't sit there and, oh, I'm going to have a panel this year because me personally, I don't give a shit. I can go see the man if I want to see him anywhere else in the country any other time of the year. So Kevin Smith at Comic-Con is completely unspecial to me whatsoever. Now, a Star Wars concert, like what you were mentioning that happened this year, that is something special that you're not going to get in every single city in the United States. True, true. I, You know, it was just, it was kind of disappointing. Um, There were some cool things that I did see, however. Uh, I managed to get into the Inside the Writer's Room Big Bang Panel Theory. Uh, which, that, I, I, as I was telling you off air, this shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> okay, typically, the, when you go to Comic Con, there are two big halls that are basically everybody fits into those. Okay, mm-hmm. you have Ballroom Twenty or Hall H. Mm-hmm. All the big shit happens in both of those panels, right. both of those rooms. So I'm seeing. Ballroom 20 with Big Bang Theory, and in previous years when Big Bang Theory has been there, it's been crowded as hell, and there's been a huge-ass line. People have waited in line for hours to get into this panel. My wife and I walk by, and it's the first thing in Ballroom 20 that morning. (laughs) We walk by, and I go, hey, there's no line. I guess everybody went in already, or, you know, that I guess they closed the panel. And we look in, and I see seats in the back, and I go... 
hey, you want to see if we can get in? <laughs> we walk around, and she goes, I want to go in. I want to see the Big Bang Theory. So I'm like, okay, fine. We walk in. We go, Are there, can we get in? And the guy goes, oh, yeah, there's plenty of seats. Come right in. Walking, walk right in. There's no line. We were shocked as hell. Now, granted, this was about five, ten minutes after the panel had started, but right. no, I had no clue. So we said, okay, oh. we're sit- we'll walk in. We sat down. We saw Raj, and we saw Amy Farrah Fowler. We saw Chuck Lorre, you know, Bill Prady, a lot of the writers there. Talking about so stuff. Pretty much only two of the cast members were there. Yeah, only two. That's time. exactly why there was no line. Probably. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Chuck Lorre, Bill Prady, they're wonderful people. They are the you know Chuck Lorre's creator of the show. Don't get me wrong. The man is a genius when it comes to comedy. But us as fans, okay, I don't want to say entire geekdom. Me as a fan, I want to. Go to that kind of panel. If it says inside the Big Bang Theory, I want to hear what the actors have to say. Don't get me wrong. I want to hear what the writers have to say too. But it better be 90% actors, 10% writers, not the other way around. Well, and I think that here's the reason why that they did this is because the fans were coming up and asking questions. And what happens is that they're asking questions about the stories, about things that are going on, like jokes being pitched, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what's going to happen with Sheldon and Amy? You know, will they, won't they type of thing? What's going to happen with, with you know, uh, Penny and, and Leonard? Thank you. I wanted to say Johnny Galecki. <laughs> <laughs> we know who he is. Uh-huh. But we're everybody's kind of wondering what's going to happen with them. And so you kind of get that feeling. And the writers were able to answer that much better because they know what's going to happen versus the actors who have no clue. They're being handed, and they even said this many times, they're being handed a script, you know, two days before they go to record, or even, you know, sometimes that day they're getting changes. So they don't know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I understand that. But I'm, I'm saying, like, for me, as a person who might ask a question, I want to ask a question about that actor's character. I don't want – I'm not going to sit there and ask them questions I know they're not going to be able to answer because that's – again, that's what the right – like I said – 90% actor, 10% writer. That way, if someone has writing questions or story questions, they can ask the writer. But if they want to, you know, ask Jim Parsons, you know, how do you feel about your overall character's arc through the nine years or the eight years? And do you feel that Sheldon has grown? And, you know, how, you know, how do you feel about the character? You know, that kind of question. I'm sorry, Bill Prady, Chuck Lorre, they can't answer that. Only Jim Parsons can answer that, you know. True. Um so that's what I mean. And uh, folks, l- listeners, I'm not trying to – I've already kind of sounded negative here with Kevin Smith and the Big Bang Theory. I'm really not trying to sound negative. But every time San Diego Comic-Con comes up, everybody says, oh, it's this, it's this big deal. It's like everybody has – and I'm not just talking about toys and, and convention exclu- – but oh my god, there's going to be an exclusive announcement of what's going on here for this project or that project – like, I view San Diego Comic-Con as something special. Bring your A++++++ game. Don't just sit there and bring a B-minus game to San Diego friggin' Comic-Con. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> having two of the actors and ten of the writers, that just doesn't... Yeah. You know? <laughs> I and that was frustrating as well. I mean, there because there were things people were asking him questions about, like, well, you know, we see that Sheldon and Amy, like Amy, was kind of this, 
you know, she was very much like Sheldon when she first showed up as mm-hmm. being very rigid and very, do you believe in coitus, you know, coitus uh, <laughs> first date type thing. And, you know, yeah. she doesn't use the word sex. She uses coitus. Yeah. And now she's kind of become this more open, you know, and, hey, I want to have sex whenever I can type thing you know, with Sheldon yeah. or even with the other girls. Yeah, I just saw the one of the one of the older episodes the other night on TBS. It's the one where they have the slumber party, oh, and she's god. talking about the Nether Yeah, and I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so you had the Big Bang panel. What what, what else did you do? Oh, uh, well, I actually got in to the the Ninja Turtles panel. Um, it was funny because Wednesday night during preview night. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around on the floor. I walk up to Nickelodeon's booth. And I'm noticing all these people that are just kind of standing around watching the screens. And I look to my left and I see this guy wearing a red hat. And I go, start looking. He looks a little scruffy around the chin. I told my wife, hey, I think that's Rob Paulson. She goes, no, I don't think so. And I go, yeah, I think it's Rob Paulson. So I said, Rob. He whips his head around and go, it is Rob Paulson. Oh my God, Rob! You know, I did this whole inter- this whole meet and greet type thing with him. I got a picture with him. Nice, nice man. It was just, it was so nice. But after that, he tells me he goes, "Oh yeah, we're going to be doing a panel for Ninja Turtles," and he goes, "Please come and see it." I says, "You betcha." Showed mm-hmm. up. They had Sean Astin. They had Seth Green. They had Greg Sipes, mm-hmm. Rob Paulson. All of them there. They had, you know. They also had Fred Tatashore, they had uh, Eric Bauza, they had uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, all on this panel. I got recording of it. They I, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the entire panel mm-hmm. because my battery on my recorder died. But right. I did get, they did a table read of a special episode where the Turtles go to Comic-Con. <laughs> so I have that, and I'll probably I'll put that in right here for everybody to listen to. What are you talking about, Raph? I just saw a girl dressed as Optimus Prime, Cobra Commander, and Papa Smurf at the same time. <laughs> it's called crossplay, dude. <laughs> it's the new Shiznit. Whoa, 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 hold on. Look at that. Is she supposed to be April? Stand up, April. <laughs> now that is a cutie. <laughs> I just want to drive the turtleneck over all these crowds. There's a line for everything. And the bathrooms. Oh, man, a sewer is cleaner. <laughs> I have seen things living inside those toilets that would turn your shell green, dude. Guys, be serious. We have to look out for Shredder. Wait, why are there so many people dressed as Shredder? <laughs> With costumes consisting mostly of tinfoil. Any, anyone in the audience dressed as Shredder, stand up. Oh, do we have any girl Shredders out there? Can I get a one what? Can I get a one what? What what? Master Shredder, I regret to report that the exclusive Legend of Cola Chief Bay Home statue is soon Find out who 
who is in charge of production and have them destroyed? <laughs> of course, Master Shrek. Starenko, what are you doing here? I thought I told you to hold our place in line for HRH. <laughs> it's not my fault. Standing in line all the day is boring. I only missed the panel for Star Wars. The horse was still sleeping and then it woke up because this title makes no sense. You fool! What hell was at that panel? I told you I wanted his autograph! Uh, I am sorry. They have been busy looking for the Megan Fox. Boy, she make my horn tingle. <laughs> Next time you think it's Rob Paulson, you should go up with the age-old question. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Yes, I should have. <laughs> and just I see what he's... <laughs> I, I should have. When I got my picture taken with him, he's like, here, this will be all, this will be great for the Christmas card this year. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Now, see, that's an experience that makes Comic-Con special. Again, Rob Paulson is everywhere, and he does his talking tunes out, out there in California and all this stuff, and... And he does go to several other conventions throughout the year, but like that would be something that I would be interested in if I was going to go to Comic Con, just randomly running into him. Oh yeah, and you know that kind of thing. That would be cool. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. But I, you know, I've got the I've got the audio for the turtles. Uh, Sierra Nielli said that they have some big things coming. They had a lot of in jokes they were putting into turtles. Yeah, uh, I I unfortunately have not been watching. Turtles as much as I should have, as religiously as it, I should it have. It honestly has not been on. <laughs> yeah, well, I I have kind of missed. They apparently, I guess, they did some LARPing in the forest, and I missed that. Uh, they are going to be going to space. They made that announcement. 
Um, they're going to have, oh, geez, the gecko. I can't remember her name. Not not Mondo Gecko. It's another lizard that shows up. Um, she's supposed to be a, uh, God, I can't even think of it now, but they've got uh, some of the some of the dinosaurs that are coming in. From uh, there was one that was a Triceratops that's going to be showing up as a space alien. Oh damn! Yeah. No, yeah. the last episode was the Deadly Venom, which aired May seventeenth. It's already July. Well, it, it's been oh my god! It's been two months to the day since a new episode has aired on Nickelodeon. Um, according to Wikipedia, um, the next three episodes, 19, 20, and 21 of season three, 19 is going to be Turtles in Time, 20 is going to be Tale of the Yokai, and 21 is going to be Attack of the Mega Shredder. I wish that, I wish that would say Super Shredder and they get Kevin Nash in there. (laughs) They might. That was, that was one thing that that uh, Sierra was making fun of was that when they were doing LARPing in the forest, he had yeah. Sean Aston making comments about, about those goddamn rings and hobbits. <laughs> uh, there was that. And then there was a scene. I, I don't remember which episode it was, but apparently they had him popping up and he goes, damn it. There's no pirate ship for me to stare off at <laughs> popping up from under the water. So it was obviously a Goonies reference. And, and Sean said, he goes, when I saw it, he goes, I'm reading through it. And I go, did you guys know that this is a Goonies reference? Um, you know, hello, 1986. I'm glad you guys are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that was basically his, his lines there. And it was, it was great. Uh, that was really exciting. Some of the other stuff that we saw, my wife got a chance to see every year we go, she loves quick draw panel. And what this is, is that they get people together. Usually it's Scott Shaw, uh, and Sergio Aragonis, and they bring in somebody else like Floyd Norman or Jeff Smith or somebody else to, to kind of compete, if you will, with them. And they right. have these cartoonists draw stuff. Uh, Mark Avenir always does the panel. He always throws stuff at him like, uh, what would happen if SpongeBob and Olive Oil had a baby and they'd have to draw a cartoon of that? It, it, it's absolutely hilarious to watch. I, I wish I had taken video of it because Sergio Aragonas was making fun of Mark Evanier and they're, they're really good friends together, but Mark starts harassing Sergio. And so when Mark's back, his turn, Sergio starts drawing Mark in this like, <laughs> ranting thing. And he's got his finger pointing and waving at Sergio as he's leaning over a cartoon desk. So it was, <laughs> it was hilarious watching it. And every time Mark would turn around, Sergio would hide it and cover it up. <laughs> So just, I mean, everybody's laughing. He's like, and Mark goes, what the hell? And he turns around. I, I, I'm assuming that they were playing off of each other, but you know, right. It was fun. Uh, that was great. And then immediately following that was cartoon voices one. And for that, I have recording of it. So I'll fit that in here for everybody to kind of listen to that. They did, they did the wizard of Oz and they had the entire thing that they put together. Um, trying to think uh eric bowser was in on this one um jeez uh, i'm trying to remember all the people that were in on this particular panel because there was a lot on there um but the second one that they did with cartoon voices 2 which happened on sunday morning mm-hmm. that was even better because they they pulled the guy who was on the late late show with craig ferguson and he mm-hmm. does this robot 
where he did this robot that was. Oh yeah, showing up on the Jeff. Show. Yeah, Jeff had actually been running around at the show, and people have. If you've been on Facebook, looked at any sort of 2015 cosplay pictures, you've probably seen him. He was dressed up as George Lucas, and he was running around with a sign saying "Greedo shot first. <laughs> and he he had he had the voice down pat. So he's there running around with the sign. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. Greedo shot first, you know. He's doing the whole thing. Just had, he had George Lucas down pat, and everybody was cracking up laughing. And he kept cutting between George Lucas and Morgan Freeman voiceovers and 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 Craig Ferguson voiceovers. So if you, when you listen to it, it it's dying of laughter. And he, he actually gets to be a narrator of the Wizard of Oz as he's going through and doing this. And I saw, I forget who posted it. Somebody posted it on Facebook. I saw part of that panel. Um, the Cartoon Voices one with the Wizard of Oz thing. Uh-huh. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, I still think the Emerald City Comic Con, Star Wars oh, Episode yeah. 4, with Kevin Conroy, Rob Paulson, Tara Strong, and all those guys from a co- I think I think it was ECCC 2012, maybe, or 2014, I forget yeah. which. That one is was the best one because, I mean, you got Tara Strong as Bubbles reading Darth Vader's lines. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Well worth it. Uh, so I mean, we've got that. There were there were also a lot of things this year to do off-site, basically mm-hmm. outside of the convention center that they had going on. Uh, out in front of the convention center, across the street in the park, they had a full-on parkour course for anybody who wanted to go and do Assassin's Creed-type parkour. So you could jump around out there and run around. They had a huge-ass line for it. I was just like, yeah, that's nice. I'm going to watch people do it because my fat ass ain't going to be able to jump around like that. Uh, they also had, again, over at the Pet, uh, Petco Park, they had Walking Dead Escape. And basically you had either you were a zombie or you were a runner and you got chased by zombies. And they were pretty damn fast, too. You were getting chased by the zombies running around. So that was kind of interesting seeing that. Uh, one of the big things for me, stupid as the sounds, I will admit, I am a Disney Infinity fan. I play Disney Infinity. I have all the characters that are currently out there right now cluttering my shelves so I can play this damn game. Well, Disney decided that they were going to have a Disney Infinity pop-up shop that took place on the backside of the of Petco Park. And if you went and stood in line, they started that at 3 o'clock. My wife and I walked over there at 2 o'clock, got in line for it. And if you stood in line, you went and you got your picture taken, and everybody in the group who got a picture taken got a free Disney Infinity 3.0 action figure. So basically, I want to say like $15 worth of a character per person. Hmm, interesting. So I got Quora, and my wife got Yoda, and then if we pre-ordered the game, the 3.0 game right then and there, they automatically gave you Darth Vader as well. So my wife is now $120 poorer for buying us the Disney Infinity game. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yes, we bought the entire Saga bundle so that we get like the two Star Wars bundles that we can play, plus we get four characters, one of which is an exclusive Boba Fett character. 
Um, we got like some other toy box exclusives. So it was worth it, you know, and that was a lot of fun for that. We spent, geez, probably two hours there and I got to talk with a lot of the developers about it. And that was actually kind of fun, getting the chance to talk to them and say, hey, you know, these are little things about the game that I didn't care for and, and I'm seeing it look really solid this time around. Stuff looks like it's flowing better. I'm not seeing some of the bugs that I had before in previous versions of it. And they were really happy to have somebody like me who is well into the game to be talking about the good and the bad stuff because they, they want to know. They don't want to hear that, oh, this game looks great. You know, They want to hear, oh, I'm seeing these little bugs so that they can take it back. Mm. That was kind of nice. I, I was really enjoying myself for that this year. Uh, they also had off-site across the street in the Petco Park parking lot. Uh, they had a big Snoopy booth that they had where they had a beagle rescue. So you could actually go in and adopt a beagle if you wanted. They were giving away posters and Charlie Brown hats, which we now have two of those because my wife made me wait in line for that Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got that. I've got a lot of a lot of actually free stuff. Um, Disney Publishing was giving away uh, for their Hyperion books. They were giving away foam shields for Magnus Chase and the Sword of Asgard books. Uh, Mad Libs was there giving away Ghostbusters Comic Con exclusive Mad Libs. So I have like five of those. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, yeah. You know, and some of them I got for my niece because my niece is 14 and she loves Mad Libs. Here you go, hon. <laughs> you know, wow. that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, hey, it was free. I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> no, I'm saying, wow, that you have a 14-year-old niece in this day and age that even knows about what Mad Libs even are. <laughs> yeah, well, she and her dad like to do them and they just mess yeah. around with them, you know, yeah. which is fun. So we got that. Uh, Think Geek was there, and my wife bought pendants. She's she's slowly turning into a you know a nerd herself. She won't admit to it, but I'm working on it with her. You know, she thinks that Doctor Who is kind of cool. She she loves Star Wars. I'm going. Yeah, I got a winner. <laughs> and, and plus the fact that she dressed up as an Ewok this year while I was running around as the Kingpin oh. from Daredevil. Oh god! Oh yeah! If you haven't seen it, it's it's Wait, hilarious. What the hell? Wait a second! <coughs> she dressed up as an Ewok, and you went as Kingpin from Marvel's, Netflix's, Daredevil's, Disney's—I don't even know how many names. Yeah, you need to put before that damn show now. Wow! Yeah. Well, and what's funnier is that both of us got pictures with. Hopefully, if we can get the interview. I got yeah. pictures with E.G. Daly. <laughs> uh, E.G. was so sweet and so nice to us. We have pictures. I didn't realize how tiny she is. <laughs> right next to her was Nancy Cartwright, and I really wanted to go over there and meet Nancy. Uh, Nancy, for those of you who don't know, is the voice of Bart Simpson, also it, the voice of Chuck. You've been living under a rock for the past 25 years, and you don't know. Yeah. Come on now, people. Well, she... She starred right next to E.G. Daly. She was the voice of Chucky for uh, Rugrats. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, everybody was in line for Nancy Cartwright. Nobody was in line for E.G. Daly, which killed me. You know, absolutely killed me. Maybe she should have um, bucked up her buttercup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you know. So it it, it hurt me to see that. And I just, I was kind of like, oh, man. Uh, Gary Lowenthal was there. He was really nice. Uh, I met him. Uh, his, I, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or wife, 
Tara Platt. They're it's his, it's his, they're married. Okay. The only yeah. reason why I know that is because they were on uh, the two of them were on Rob Paulson's Talking Tunes a few years back. Okay. That it's the whole thing. I mean, their their interaction that it wasn't like when they were in a panel that I saw. They weren't. They were acting like they lived together type of thing, but they never made it clear that they were married. So it's fine. I, I apologize for making that misstep. Uh, but yeah, it was it was actually a really good con this year. Uh, stuff was spread out. Again, you do have your typical con things that you have to deal with. Um, people didn't stink as much as they have in the previous years. Thank God it wasn't blazing hot outside. Uh, yeah. You know, but you did have things like... You know, nine dollar. You know, nine dollars for a slice of pizza, and you know, three or four dollars for a soda. Oh God! All I can think of is that line from Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop Two. That'll be seven dollars. Seven dollars for a Coke? I can get blown for seven dollars. Yep. <laughs> and that was kind of the feeling that you were getting walking around oh, there. Good lord. Uh, I I am gonna make one last comment that I ran into this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really kind of pissed me off. This is something... Guys, if you're doing this, you need to be smacked upside the head. I don't care who catches you. I was walking along outside of the convention center, and I see this guy, and he's got his camera up, and he's videotaping. And I look to see what he's videotaping on his phone. He's got his phone zoomed in on some girl's ass who's dressed oh. up like Harley Quinn. Pissed me off. <sighs> Hey, guys, seriously, there is, if you want to see that sort of shit, go look on the internet, look at the porn. Okay, there's much better porn out there than seeing some girl there. Especially if she doesn't know it. You're doing an upskirt. Don't do that. Yeah, that's not cool at all. That's downright douchebaggery right there. Well, I was kind of a douche to him. I'll admit that. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, but you're in the right here. I mean, but I'm saying, like, doing crap... See, this is this is one of the main reasons why I really, honestly, never ever want to go to any conventions anymore. Yeah, is because of crap like this. Yeah, you're there to see the the content. You're there to see, you know, let's say for example, you have the Ironettes. Now, most people probably don't know who the hell the Ironettes are. They were the dancers in Iron Man One. Yeah. Or Iron, no, Iron Man 2, I'm sorry. Iron Man 2. Let's say you have them, and they're going to do group photos with anybody. Well, it's hot chicks in Iron Man suit dresses. I mean, yeah. you know, go up, get a picture with them, and, you know, go have your jollies with that later. Don't sit there and do something that some stalker would do. Yeah. I, I, it's, oh, God. You're giving, us, you're giving all of us geeks a bad name when you do that. Yeah. Please don't. But anybody with a, any kind of camera, whether it's a camera phone, whether it's a yeah. DLR nine X five thousand, just sit there and take pictures of the media and the cool stuff. Don't sit Comic Con, any con, not, not just San Diego yeah. Comic Con, any comic convention or any convention in general. It is not your own personal playground to upskirt women at all. No, you idiots. Well, here's the good side of the story. Okay, I saw the guy recording. I walked around him and in front of him, in between him and the girl. And yeah. 
I hear from him, hey! And I turn around. She didn't hear him. She kept walking. I turned around and I looked at him. I'm still wearing my kingpin outfit. <laughs> I stand there and I kind of just start stretching myself up a little bit. And I'm towering over this guy at this point. And I go, you know who I am? <laughs> and I see the guy go white sheet. I mean, completely white faced. And he looks and he goes, sorry. And he turned around and he walked away. I don't know <laughs> Good. if he thought, yeah, I don't know if he thought that I was the girl's boyfriend or if he thought that, <laughs> you know, I was security because that was the other thing is that outside of the convention center where all the high end press stuff was, all the security guys were dressed in, you know, black shirts. Right. And a black jacket. So maybe he thought I was security. I don't know. Maybe he thought I was a mobster or something like that who was going to kick his ass. I was about <laughs> ready to. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but, you know, I, for that, I'll abuse my costume. I'll, I'll abuse <laughs> my looks for something like that. It's not right. Please, please no, don't. No, it's you know. not at all. It, it, oh, yeah. And, and see, we've talked, I've talked about this before on the show. People wonder, people that are my friends online or my friends in real life or whatever, people that I've known for seven, eight years now online, always wonder why I hardly ever leave the house. Crap like this is exactly why I don't want to leave my house because I will end up going to jail (laughs) for attacking some douchebag like that. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. So, Uh, you know, things are what they are. It's, It's unfortunate. But and there's, you know, you you know, you had that story. You had another story, I think, from last year, or the year before, or whatever else. And it seems like there's always one of those types of stories every single San Diego Comic Con. Not yeah. everybody really knows about it. Not you know, but it's one of those things where, at one point or another, something out of SDCC is completely negative, and that's just the damn show's been around for what twenty twenty five plus years now. You would think that. Like I've already said, if you want to go get your jollies somewhere, go do it at, you know, a porno theater or something. Or I don't know. It just like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh. It's here's the thing is that lately, probably within, I want to say, the last five, <laughs> five, seven years, hot girls have started dressing up more and getting interested into Comic-Con. Yeah. I have nothing wrong with that. In fact, I applaud the fact that there are girls, whether you're big, whether you're small, you're skinny, whatever, it it doesn't matter. I applaud the fact that you're out there at least trying to dress up and you're trying to take on the persona of your comic book character that you're a fan of. I'm glad for that. Mm -hmm. If you are hot looking and you dress up in an outfit and you want people to take pictures of you, great. Let them do it. People are going to regardless, whether you say yes or no. That's that's a reality of it. Okay, if you right. go dressed up, expect people to stop you, ask you to take pictures. Same time, if people are taking pictures of you and you feel uncomfortable, tell them. Don't oh, let it fly. Don't think, you know, if you start feeling uncomfortable, don't do the whole thing in your mind of, oh, you know, I guess it's, it's yeah, whatever. I'm feeling uncomfortable, but it's all right. You know, you're just taking a picture. No, if you feel uncomfortable, you need to speak up. Please do that. That is very important in this day and age. You know, body shaming being what it is, people getting too crazy, too ridiculous. 
I, I just wish some of that would stop. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. I'm going to say overall con was a great experience this year. Uh, you know, I, I still got, I still see, see things that I see every year that I enjoy. Um, in fact, like, like I've mentioned before, seeing the winter twins. And I told my wife this, my wife saw them this year. Both of us kind of looked and were like, Oh shit, we feel old. And it's not so much that they were dressed sexy. I'll, I'll give them that. They were wearing corsets and they looked good. But at the same time, both of us have seen them be this, you know, 12 and 13 year old little girls writing books and now they've blossomed into these very attractive young women who are wearing hot outfits. It's kind of creepy and kind of scary at the same time because you've seen them grow up. I, I, I really appreciate everything that I've seen with Comic-Con. I got a chance to talk with Chuck Rosansky this year of Mile High Comics. Uh, Chuck had actually said last year that he wasn't going to be here this year. And he ended up saying he ended up buying a booth again. He's still not sure whether he's going to be back next year because as of Sunday at like two o'clock, they had just broken even for the entire. Oh, geez. And he was saying that they're upping the booth prices for him, for his, his square footage. They want to charge him $19,000 next year. Good Lord. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, I feel for him. I understand, but it's the feeling that I'm getting is that they're starting to drive out comic books and that pretty soon SDCC will no longer be about comics. Yeah. Well, that's when they, yeah, good. I can transition just so we can close this out. So there was news right before SDCC hit. And on the pre-show this year, you would have heard me constantly saying to Doug that, hey, you know, next year it'll be Las Vegas Comic Con, blah, 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 blah. Well, uh, I saw a news article that uh, stated that Comic Con will be in San Diego until 2018. So when the prices get too high, that's when they're going to move it to Vegas in 2019. Well, here's the funny thing about that. I'm because I, I'm going to make mention of the other controversy that's going on in San Diego right now. Mm-hmm. They want us to spend a billion and a half dollars, $1.5 billion on a new stadium for the Chargers. Okay. Why? They haven't won in 40 years. Exactly. Okay. People are of the attitude of, well, you know what? Let them walk. However, that said, the mayor... All the people out there in San Diego are pushing to keep Comic-Con in San Diego. <laughs> the nerds have spoken. We want more than the jocks. Okay? The nerds are being louder than the jocks now. Get the fuck out if you guys want a, want a billion and a half dollar stadium. $1.5 billion stadium that you want the city to pay for. Fuck you, jocks. The nerds have spoken. <laughs> Okay. So now, that's... I know usually when a team moves, they will change the name, and uh, obviously, the, obviously, you have to change the, the the name of the city. So uh, you know, obviously, but sometimes teams will change overall themes altogether. Right. Because didn't the Toronto Raptors used to be somebody, or didn't the you know, you know it's like when the Charlotte Hornets moved to. Wherever the hell they, I don't even remember. I'm, I'm just saying that if the if 
the San Diego Chargers organization has to move, do you think that they will have to change and not be the Chargers? Because, I mean, serious, like the St. No. Louis Chargers, the, the well, uh, let's see. They, it's because, like, okay, let's let's talk real quick. I'm going to get into my my nerdism bit <laughs> for sports. Okay, the Lakers, the LA Lakers, used to be the Minneapolis Lakers. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis had a lot of lakes, hence why they kept the name. When they moved, they didn't keep. They kept the name, and they haven't changed it from that at all. Right. Utah, Utah's basketball team is known as the Jazz. Yeah, and I've always play, known them as the Jazz. Yeah, but they used to play out of. Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans is famous for their jazz. Utah, yeah, yeah. not so much. <laughs> okay. Um, if the Chargers move, I think they'll still stay the Chargers because where they're talking about moving is into L.A. and specifically a town called Carson. So I can see them being the Carson Chargers. That makes sense to me. I, I know, I know. So that's my beef. But at this point, at this point, we're kind of like, you know what? Get the fuck out. Go. We're done. <laughs> We're not going to spend another, you know, to give to give people reference, the Pluto, uh, the the Pluto satellite that went up in the space. Okay, that's no moon. <laughs> yeah, seven hundred and thirty-two million dollars to put that thing into space and keep it going and track it. Okay, yeah, seven hundred thirty-two million. Yet, people want the the Chargers want us to spend double that. Yeah. To build them a fucking stadium. Fuck you. I'll spend the money for NASA. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I think we'll go ahead and use that to close out. Uh, again, this year was a great year at Comic-Con. Uh, we are working on some interviews to get out there to you. I, you know, like I said, we're trying to get EG Daily. Uh, I have mm-hmm. another one. If I can get him to respond back to me, we may have another interview coming. We'll see right. what happens. So I want to thank you all for listening. Mike, have you got anything you want to pimp out for GeekCast Radio? No, just head on over to geekcastradio.com. Um, we've got six years of content. We've got six years of interviews from voice actors, writers, composers, musicians, um, organizations. We've got all kinds of content over there. Check it out. Um, but that's pretty much it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Please go and check out MyGenerationPodcast.com to see any of Talking About My Generation. You can also visit us on Facebook. We do have a page out there for Talking About My Generation. Uh, love to hear from you guys. Please tell us how we're doing. Write us out there. Uh, give us reviews on iTunes. Even if we suck, tell us we suck. Uh, so with that, thank you for listening, folks.